Create an Unstoppable Life, Episode 94, Four Ways to Regret-Proof Your Life. Create an Unstoppable Life is all about mindset for the high achiever, to help you build a life of fulfillment and freedom. I'm your host, Dina George, MD, a mindset and marketing coach and a family medicine physician. It's an honor to spend time with you today. Welcome back. It's the middle of April, continually amazed at the passage of time, and so glad to be in spring, see new life, feel hope, and experience amazing temperatures. I wish the same for you or better, (laughs) whatever better looks like for you. Updates number one, episode 100 is only six weeks away, and we have a special guest, Dr. Erin Wiseman. She's many things to many people, and to me, she's a friend and a mentor. And she'll join us here to talk about growing life and overcoming obstacles. Update number two, turn an idea into a business. It's a free web class. The last session of it is in two days. All physicians have the potential to create a business, and I'll help you get started. You can sign up on Instagram at DinaGeorgeMD. Just check out the bio section. What else? I'll be leading classes in the future on simplifying marketing, talking about other ways to help physician businesses win. And if you want to learn about these when they come out, join my email list, georgemdcoaching.com. Just scroll to the bottom and you can sign up there. On with our show. So I've been thinking about you and about one of the emotions that we both hate. Regret. Regret is the ultimate in stuck because you can't go back. You can't unsay something. You can't undo something. And if an opportunity was missed and time has moved on, you can't go back to it, which is the definition of regret. Time passed, opportunity over. You know, as people advance in age, one of the things that they generally share is the regret. Usually what they didn't say, what they didn't do, the opportunities they didn't take and how that they carried that with them through their life. So it got me to thinking, what if we work to build a regret-free life? And what that really means is what if there's no room for regret? Like it's unnecessary. It's useless. It doesn't apply. How would that feel? Smile. What I'm not talking about is taking action and ignoring the consequences. I'm also not referring to a belief that I'm immune or better than others. What I'm talking about is setting up life so that regret is truly unnecessary, so that you have freedom to enjoy your life and freedom to make decisions and a framework with which to make those decisions and evaluate the results. And that's what we're covering today. Four ways to regret-proof your life in create an unstoppable life fashion. Here we go. Number one. Put in place the protections your loved ones need. And that means the loved ones that you're responsible for. So simple, right? (laughs) Not so much. Because what it means is seeing yourself as mortal. Someone who's alive for a finite period of time. Someone who's not immune to all the things that happen as part of the human experience. Things like disease, disability, and death. And even as doctors, we're not immune to the human experience. So what are those protections? Start with life insurance for those who rely on your income or support. 
next long-term disability insurance for you to cover your expenses in the event that you cannot perform your career. That doesn't mean you can't work. It means you cannot perform what you're trained to do. So if you're a surgeon and you cannot practice surgery, having disability insurance that covers that. Next, a will. It amazes me how many people die without a will and all the grief it causes. The grief, the delays, the state becoming involved in what happens with the estate, the number of hoops that one has to go through, write it out in the form of a will. Followed by a medical power of attorney, documenting who will speak for you when you can't, having it in writing so there's no confusion. And with that medical power of attorney, having an advanced directive in the event that the unspeakable happens, how do you want your medical personnel to respond? What do you want your doctor to do? And what do you want them to not do? It's super important. And providing that clarity to your medical power of attorney or the person who's going to speak for you is so, so important. Since I work as a hospitalist, I see it all the time. And I ask patients up front when they're admitted to the hospital, if this happens, how can we respond? Please tell me, be as clear as you can so there is no mystery. I remember one summer, my son came to meet me in the hospital. I think it was the end of the day and we were going to go somewhere together. And I said, you know what? I think we really need to talk. He looked at me like, what? <laughs> he said, I think we need to talk about someday you're going to make decisions for me. And I really want to share what I consider to be quality of life. And he's like, what are you talking about? You mean like pulling the plug? Because I have no problems pulling the plug for you, mom. <laughs> so I had to clarify. First, it literally is not pulling a plug. Second, it's making a decision to follow, making decisions in accordance with what I've expressed that I want or don't want so that there is no mystery. And third, this is how I define quality of life. His response, okay, I got it. I got it. I'm good. Don't worry. (laughs) Having it in writing, making sure that is known and that everybody knows so there's no confusion. So finally, in this section documenting who will take care of the living beings that you're responsible for, whether they're minor children, older children, anyone you provide care for, parents, siblings, friends, animals, who will take care of them in the event that you cannot? Having it written out, having it shared freely, because these are really the basics So that when life changes in the bleak of an eye, you've created freedom and clarity for the people you care about. And if you never need it, you can go to bed every single night and sleep better knowing that those protections are in place and everyone is clear on what they say or how they can make decisions that are all in alignment with your wishes. All right, number one's the heaviest. It gets lighter and it gets more fun. Here's number two. Edit your story. This week's Business Made Simple podcast is an interview of Allison Fallon, who talks about writing your own story. We're going beyond that in this one. We're talking about writing the story and then editing it. So on that podcast episode, she talks about the value of writing your story. 
so that you can view your life from a different perspective. And I'll tell you, this is exactly why I podcast. So I can think of my life differently, almost take a step back and take a review and figure it out. Other value, putting words into an experience that you've had and looking at the characters of the story and looking at yourself as the hero of that story and the journey that you went through and what you learned, who you helped, who you became as a result of that journey, which is known as the transformation. Our mind doesn't naturally or automatically think in this way. Like most of us don't see ourselves as interesting or see ourselves as the hero of a story. Like if you look back, think about the past and pick any event, what do you tend to remember? Is it what you learned or how you changed or the contribution you made for others? Probably not. You probably remember who was late, who didn't contribute, what should have gone differently or been done differently, what you should have known, what somebody said, how the event was ruined or how it was lessened. That's where our minds go automatically. We remember the pain points. When you write your own story, you gain clarity. You have an opportunity to see the story and the ability to decide, do you like the story? Is it interesting? Or does it leave you flat or cold? When you write the story, you get to decide what you can learn. And it's not too late now to learn from that time in your life. Learn from that experience in your life, no matter how long it's been. On her website, writeyourstory.com, there's a worksheet to help you do exactly that. Write your own story. And you'll see, just look around. Many people write lousy stories of their life. What they didn't get, what passed them by, what failed how they're not making it. That's where the editing comes in. I want you to write the story, but not stop there. Edit the story. What do you want to take away from that story now? What's the lesson? What did you learn? How has that learning changed the trajectory of your life or changed somebody else's life? My son's in ROTC and he goes on field training exercises. And in fact, he goes to one of the places that I used to go, which is in San Antonio. So I first went there over 20 years ago. It was the first summer before medical school. And I learned to rappel, to get lost in the woods, also called land navigation. I learned how to carry stretchers that had heavy sandbags on them and do obstacle courses with these. How to do physical fitness, endure hot weather, and generally just be out in the field. At the time, it didn't seem like a lot of fun. Like it was something to get through. I wanted to be a doctor. I wanted to be an army doctor. This was just something to get through. As I write this story now, I can go back and see the transformation that occurred. I was somebody who wasn't used to being uncomfortable and I was willing to be uncomfortable for the greater good. Willing to endure, to try, even though I had fear and doubt willing to be part of a team, wanting to be part of a team to contribute to that team. And I can see the transformation was mentally coming stronger, physically becoming stronger and becoming more focused. I can edit the story and be proud of that 28-year-old woman who was starting a career as an army doctor and she was figuring it out all along the way. So editing the story means taking out the unnecessary focusing on the small moments that created the transformation, and then bridging that 
to starting at the military medical school. Write your story down. Pick a time in your life. Pick an event in your life. It doesn't matter. And go through the prompts on that worksheet. And then edit the story so that it's clear to you what made you a hero for going through it or attempting it. What is the learning or the moral of the story? What can you celebrate about you? It could be the tiniest of things, like you survived. Celebrate. It could be the largest of things. What you achieved, who you became, how it opened the door, what it resulted in, how it impacted the lives of others. That's the fun. Editing the story. Taking away the learning. Celebrating what the hero went through or who they became. Craig and I used to have breakfast regularly at a local shop. We did it for years. And I can write the story of the day-to-day, why we went there, what we did while we were there, what the staff was like, what the food was like. I can write that story, but it really doesn't sound that interesting. (laughs) Or I can tell you this edited story. This week I stopped by for bread. It had been a long time since I was at a local cafe. Probably pre-COVID was the last visit. And one of the staff who's worked there for 12 years, she greeted me and said, I've never forgotten that conversation. Do you remember that time I was telling you that I worked here because I was trying to figure out what I wanted to do? And you said to me, what if this is exactly what you want to do? Why can't this be enough? She went on to say, I really listened and I realized that this is exactly where I wanted to be. This is what I wanted to be doing. And so I got focused. And I want to tell you now that I've worked really hard and I'm the general manager now. That's an interesting story, right? She was a mom to four kids, four small kids at that time. She had a significant other and probably they were just getting by. And now her name's on the door, general manager. The moral of the story, words matter. We're placed in people's lives without knowing why or what's going to be helpful, not even knowing if we matter or we're being seen. The story's about her and how a few-minute conversation built up over time, it built trust, and how some words that were delivered at a receptive time changed her mindset, changed her energy, created willingness to learn more and do more. It's a good story. And I am overjoyed for her. And I'm a hundred times more excited for her kids who get to see her name on the door They may or may not ever know that she pulled them up financially, barely getting by to general manager. They now have a mom who has clarity on her value and is using her value to build others up, her company, her staff, and her customers. Do you see what editing did? How it brought out the learning, the celebration? How it brought out a perspective that I didn't have before? It opened up an opportunity to see myself differently, see her differently. And that's what it can do for you too. You have the opportunity to label yourself differently instead of the automatic ones that were applied at the time like lazy or failure or mediocre or weak or incompetent. I'm just going to guess. You can apply a different label, courageous, persevering, caring, Whatever it is that you want, you can apply that label now. Our mind, when we're in pain, the mind naturally attaches labels and justifications and stores it away until next time. But instead, 
You can take that label off and put on a new one. You can see yourself as the hero. You can label your efforts as valiant, courageous, generous, kind. And that story that I shared, I was the messenger to the hero. She had everything she needed. She just needed a little bit, a little bit of a boost, a little nudge to go in the direction that she was holding herself back from. And I love that I got to be that messenger. Perhaps that's exactly the reason we went there for years, to build relationship and trust and have that few-minute conversation on that one day. Going back to you, if you're in healthcare, there's a lot of stories you can write. A particular time during your training, a particular patient or an experience, maybe an unanticipated outcome. Maybe it's a process and how that process affected you. You can write the story and you can edit the story as to what you learned. I've shared in other episodes, it took me four years to be accepted to medical school. I carried a lot of shame about it. I entered medical school at 28, six years older than most of my classmates. If I never wrote out that story, what do you think I'd remember? And if I didn't edit it, what would the story sound like? Maybe somebody who got lucky on the fourth attempt? Here's what editing revealed. It takes a lot of courage to keep trying and keep evolving. It takes a lot of perseverance to take the MCAT three times, rewrite a personal statement four times. It takes a lot of courage to ask for help, to figure out what to change and being willing to do it. It takes resourcefulness to figure out how to pay for the whole process, the applications, the interviews, because we were living on a sergeant's pay. That's an E5 in the army. Editing it revealed the beauty of the perseverance for a greater good to be sitting here today as a doctor. I've written that story and edited it a few times to really glean all the learning from it, to see myself not only without the shame, but as the hero who was successful in making her dream come true. Write your story. Don't stop there. Edit your story. See yourself differently as the hero who used their voice, as the hero who transformed, as the hero who created something better or more for your life. Because that's what's going to fuel you differently. And that's what's going to help you craft a life of striving harder, maybe, because you're seeing yourself as more capable than you did before. Maybe it'll help you craft a life of investing more in yourself because you can see, looking back, you're a good investment. You're a great investment. Maybe it'll help you craft a life of taking more risks because you didn't realize in the past how many risks you took and how it paid off. Maybe it'll change your relationship with failure to see it isn't failure. It's learning and continuing to move on, and you cannot fail. Perhaps it'll give you more courage and a bank from which to borrow courage so that you keep moving forward. Or it'll help you lift your head up and focus on the future rather than be stuck in the past. It'll give you the opportunity to shed regret because you see the value of the experience and you carry that with you forward and you grant yourself grace, and you forgive and close the door to reliving the pain in the past. Can you see it? 
Do you see what's available and possible and how editing creates a stronger future? Do you see how that stronger future has no need for regret? It's unnecessary. So that's our first two. Number one, protect the people you love in writing with resources. Number two, edit the story. Here's number three. The P's, purpose, passion. Purpose, not what you do. It's who you're calling yourself to be. There's this belief that purpose is external to us. Like we have to go find it. It's out there someday, somewhere. Someone's going to tell us. It'll reveal to us our purpose. But what if it's as simple as you just decide? What if you say, this is my purpose? And what if, dare I say, you have more than one purpose? Or you have a purpose for different phases, different times in your life? Going back, we're going to define purpose as who you're calling yourself to be. It's not a title. It is so much more than that. So you may start with a title, doctor, and then evolve it into the purpose, which is a healer or warrior healer. That's my favorite. You may start with the title architect and evolve it to someone who creates visually appealing and functional spaces. So what are you holding yourself to? What standard are you holding yourself to? Because only you can. And when you hold yourself to that standard, here's what you're doing less of. Wasting time, wasting resources, and doing things that may contribute to regret. When you're trying things to fulfill your purpose, there's no room for regret. You automatically have the reason for all of your actions to carry out or fulfill your purpose. Didn't go well? Okay, don't repeat it. Failed? You can't. Don't repeat those actions, whatever they were. Harm someone? That's, this really isn't a community who's carrying out actions to harm others, so I don't believe that one applies. If you're carrying out your purpose and someone was harmed, truly it was an accident. Going back to purpose, the definition is the reason something exists. Why do you exist? If you don't know, reach within, see what's there. Decide what your purpose is and live into that. As you know more or reveal more of who you truly are, evolve your purpose and stay focused. It's that simple. Living in your purpose leaves no room for regret. The second P, passion. Here's the definition. Strong and barely controllable emotion. What I hear a lot of from high achievers, I don't even know what I'm passionate about. Maybe, or maybe you've not allowed yourself to think about it or experience it. Maybe you've put it so far in the future that you don't even see it. I don't know many adults that spend time developing passion. Maybe quietly they do or secretly they do. Many people say they want it, but spending time to actually curate it, I can't think of many. And when we talk about passion, we're talking about passion in alignment with purpose. If the purpose is to be the mom to your child, then the passion is to have the full experience of that and share the full experience of your children's lives and your influence on their lives. If your purpose is to be a healer, the passion is what drives you to continue learning, growing, serving, and to create the conditions and the environment to help you do that at your best level. If your purpose is to be a spouse, 
Connecting with passion helps you to contribute and grow your relationship, to deepen trust, deepen intimacy. So we're talking about what really speaks to your soul and raises your energy. What are the passions that align you with your purpose? Is it a passion to lead, serve, learn, teach, give, share? Do you have a passion for certain activities or experiences or to build something, create something for the future, memorialize something from the past? If you still don't know what you're passionate about, look in these areas. What would you love to have endless amounts of time for? Where do you direct your time or your resources like your money? When you lose track of time or if time doesn't matter, what are you doing? Those are all places that may uncover a passion. Can you see how a regret-free life aligns passion and purpose? How it's having a calling or a bigger picture for your life and then spending your resources in support of it to bring it to life or make it larger in life? Do you see how there's no room for regret? Regret is unnecessary. You're calling yourself to a higher standard and you'll try, learn, keep moving on. There is no failure. There's also no time to watch opportunities slip away. You confidently choose to take the opportunity or to bypass it intentionally, thoughtfully making decisions. Here's our last one. Number four, create the legacy. In your mind, look ahead. What do you see? In five years, 10 years, at retirement, at the end of your life, what's important to you at each stage? Like, what is it that you want to do? Either have done, you experienced, or set yourself up to be able to do. What is it that you have or you want to have? Like something tangible to own or intangible. Who do you want to be? Is it a title, a calling? your purpose? What personal qualities do you want to embrace? Confidence, generosity, kindness, loving, brilliance? What do you want that passion and purpose over time to lead to? What's the product of your life that you want to leave with or for others? I've shared before our goal of writing six and seven figure donation checks in our grandparents' honor. The legacy is what those resources create. A stronger community, stronger individuals, maybe longer access to education or opportunities in education like specialized training or tutoring. Do you see the theme of this episode? A regret-free life consists of purpose, focus, inspiration created by passion. Can you see a regret-free life create something greater? leaves loved ones protected no matter what because they either have you or the resources that they need to survive or thrive. A regret-free life is the accumulation of all the small things you do each day that may not seem like much, but over time they add up to a ton. A regret-free life shows you how much more you have to give because you're evaluating the story and editing the story and seeing what you're really capable of. A regret-free life casts you as the hero 
the one who's on an adventure and shows you some of those blind spots. It inspires you to ask for help and invest in yourself. And your life has a focal point with room to grow and evolve. A regret-free life is filled with opportunities to have many purposes. Is there any need for regret in your life? Is there any need to call something a failure? Or can you simply look at your life as trying, moving forward, collecting information, learning from it, and moving on? There are many more elements to a regret-free, regret-proof life. But with these four that I've outlined, you're most of the way there. That is, when you execute these four elements consistently. It may seem common or ordinary. Most people, though, aren't thinking this way. And most people aren't aligning their resources this way. And most people carry regret and carry along the buddies of regret, which are guilt and shame. Living and giving at an extraordinary level means calling yourself to a higher standard and leaving the guilt, shame, and regret behind you. There's no need to keep carrying them or to generate any more of them. So there you go. Four ways to regret-proof your life. I'm thinking about you and sending so much love. See you next time. Be clear on who you serve in your business, the value you provide, and the message you're sending. I help physicians launch or grow a business with the only two things that they need, mindset and marketing. Schedule a call at georgemdcoaching.com. I'd love to work with you.